guys. Welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is season two, episode 37, National Face Your Fears Day. Oh, I don't know that I want to face my fears. No, I've spent my whole life avoiding my fears. (laughs) Um, And we should elaborate. We're not just talking like... I mean, we will talk regular fears, spiders, snakes, all the scary things. But mm-hmm. also, like, what kind of irrational fears do you have about new patterns? I will look at a pattern, and if there are too many pearl stitches, I won't even... It's a no for me. I hate pearl stitches. And that sounds stupid, but it's not, I guess, that I'm afraid of them. I just literally hate them. Uh, so, you know, what are you afraid of in our yarn world also? Um, I know snakes are a big one for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they are like the one. I feel like. Uh, um, they but, are. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I. As far as patterns and things go, anything that is below a worsted weight yarn, I'm afraid of. Oh, I mean, you did do an incredible job, though, on. I know you hated that fillet stuff, but you did. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice, though. It did look, you did a really good job with it, at least. I know I couldn't have done it because I, I hate, almost hate worsted yarn as it is. So there's no way you'll catch me uh, anything lower than that. Some of that stuff, I'm like, who chooses to work with this willingly? No, I don't know. Not me. Same with like the loop yarn or some of the more like designer decorative like I don't understand and maybe just because I'm not that skilled yet in knitting some of, like what who looks at that and is like perfect for this project I am buying this I I don't know I don't know either like some of that fringy yarn that's like yeah and you've got to just what only stitch between the little tiny part that's not fringy is that where you do your stitching like I don't I don't know, but I know what you mean. I, goodness, I don't know. I don't like, yeah, I honestly, it sounds weird, but I really don't like cotton yarn either. It feels weird between my fingers when I'm making stuff oh, with it. Okay. I do like cotton. Now, I got a cotton, uh, actually, I, that I used for some of your mom's stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, what I didn't like about it was it was a weird, like, like part of it would be thin and then it would kind of have like a bobble and then part of it would be thin and then it would kind of have like a, like a bump in the yarn. Like, but that's how it was meant to be. And yeah, I didn't enjoy that. I, it did not appear that way in the picture. It just looked like a red and white striped yarn. Uh, it, it was just very weird. Like, I, you couldn't get a good flow with it, I guess, because it wasn't just a smooth Bright. strand of yarn. It was, I don't know, it was just weird. So, I, I, regular cotton, though, I don't mind. Like, the basic, you know, what everything in cream or what, I don't know, why are they all named like that? But, like, the peaches <laughs> and cream you mean, and, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But they're, those don't bother me much. They're not bad. I use them a lot. I guess just because dishcloths are pretty basic and that's about what my level is. So I don't mind it as much, but I also like to double knit with it, like double strand with it because it's not, I just, I just hate thin yarn. Yeah. And also the patterns that are super duper intricate. 
and have a bunch of color changes. Oh, see, I haven't even I could ventured go down that road yet. Uh, I <laughs> oh. also only try to stick to patterns that I can remember. Like, once I oh, get yeah. going, I want to be able to just, if it's a four-row repeat, perfect. Maybe a five or six-row, mm, that's pushing it a little. Um, but I don't, I just, I don't want something that I have to, for 150 rows, st- look at every, look at the pattern every time. That, I just, that's too much for me. Maybe when I'm retired and I got a little more time on my hands, but that time is not now. It'd be nice if it was, though, wouldn't it? Oh, man. (laughs) It just really would. Like, I I don't know. I'm feeling insecure a shade in my new role just because it's hard to gauge if I'm doing a good job yet or not because it's still pretty fresh. And yes, it would be nice to just be retired and not have that stress. Yeah. Uh, But I still don't play the lottery. So mm, I kind of always joke about winning it. And that's not going to be possible if I don't actually play it. So. I guess I'm doing nothing yeah. to change this uh, immediate future, but <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> here we are. I would enjoy being retired and having enough time to knit intricate patterns, but I won't like, I mean, they're fun to read sometimes, but there's still a lot of the abbreviations and verbiage and knitting that I don't know what it means because there's some stupid stuff in knitting. Like I know I've complained before about slip, slip, knit. That's the stupidest freaking thing ever. Because you move the stitch from the left side to the right side. You slip it over okay. without knitting it. And then you, guess what? Slip it back to the same side it just came from. <laughs> and then you knit that stitch. And I'm not sure what the purpose of it is other than wasting everyone's time. But um, there's still a lot of stuff. I just don't know what it means. So if it's a really intricate, I, you know, it's kind of fun to look at for me. It's like looking at a foreign language still a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as I continue, I don't know always growing our skill here and yeah. uh that's one thing i commend you about like you're always trying new adventures maybe extra to large things uh <laughs> that is the honest truth <laughs> she texted me last night to say that she decided to start working on a scrap project and was like yet again i've made something way larger than it should have been yeah um I struggle with that just because, I don't know, it's easy to guesstimate what you, like, when I cast on stitches sometimes and I'm just messing around without a pattern, Mm -hmm. I can look and be like, well, yeah, that looks probably about right. But then, I don't know, something happens, you get going and you're like, oh, shoot, this is, this is not good. What happened here? I don't know how that happens. I don't know. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And there are times where I will get into a pattern and I'm like, should I rip it out or should I keep going? Like, I really don't want to keep going. Uh, (laughs) But then you've got so much time invested into it. I know. I have, that's why I have, I feel like a million whips because like when I was on my kick of learning cables, I learned a lot of cables. That's great. But I started a lot of cable projects that once I got the cable down, I was like, well, all right, that was fun. Moving on. But I also don't have the heart to rip it out because it's hours of my life. But right. I'm also probably never going to finish that either. So I don't. I guess sometime what I should do is learn to just bind off these projects and take bits and pieces of them. Tack them down with some tack pins to like some styrofoam and frame them or something is like here was the year 2022 in your life. 
here's the things you worked on and never finished. <laughs> Just frame it up like artwork. Right. Oh, shoot. Somebody probably would buy that stuff as artwork. I don't know. These days, I feel like... I definitely feel like somebody would. There is somebody out there for everything. Yeah, and I see a lot of things like... I don't know. TikTok is a crazy world. I tried it. I made some new videos for us. Uh, oh, okay. Two, actually, that have been posted, like, over the last week or so. One is... Uh, this is gonna make me sound super old. One is what the kids these days might call satisfying. Oh. Gatlin and Remington use that word all the time, like videos. I don't know, like the what do they call that? AMSR. Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's one so, of me yeah. making a pom pom with yarn. So I have like all the yarn pre wrapped around the thing. Um, mm -hmm. and it's me cutting it, so it's like the sound, like the crisp sound of me cutting all the yarn um oh. so it's a fun one if you like that sort of thing and then another one is just showing uh the hats that i had made for one of my drivers so his little babies um but i don't know the cutting one was fun except for i just need better scissors for that i've got these little trimmy scissors that just happen to fit in my they came in my little like original kit from amazon of needles uh and they're okay but they're just not that sharp anymore so it's like painful to just like try to cut through that or maybe i'm using too much yarn in the pom-pom i don't know if that's a thing i just thought you filled it all the way up i have never really learned how to use one of those things oh they're Someone not that got them for me for my birthday but i haven't used them okay i'll have to facetime you and show you they're really easy um I think, but you do need some sharp scissors because mine are pretty jankety and they, they don't do that great of a job. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I got some from some coworkers of ours, um, for a birthday one year and I tried using them and I was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. They're not bad. I also got a, a few of them in like different sizes uh and i don't know i use them i used a lot when i had you know the excess of yarn because it was just fun to get the hang of it but um it's pretty easy like you just wrap it all the way around the thing and i do it i like a, a full pom-pom i mean i don't know yeah. so i wrap it like a bajillion times around each side and then you close them shut and then you just cut all the way around. And so when you cut it all the way around and all the little fringes are hanging out, uh, and maybe someone's going to tell me this is totally not how you do it. So I don't know. If if it's not, please <laughs> let me know this is how I do it. <laughs> um, but once all the little fringes are still hanging out before you open it up, that's, it has like around the circle, you can tie your yarn around to like knot it real tight in the center to hold it, you know, good. Yeah. And then once you do that, you just pop the thing open and ta-da! it's a puff ball um oh, okay. and then of course you do usually need to like i don't know like you're working a bonsai tree shape that thing up because <laughs> sometimes there are some you know like stray wild ones just hanging out yeah uh, but yeah you gotta bonsai that thing up and make it uniform 
and then you're good to go. But they're pretty easy. I don't know. I think you'll like it once. Uh, now, I do love the good, like, fur-looking pom-poms, too. The faux fur pom-poms. Yes, those, I yeah. I prefer to use those. How do you attach them? I got some that have a little loop on them. Mm-hmm. You just, yeah. like, sew that through with a darning needle, or? <sighs> so, someone might who's listening might correct me if i'm wrong on this but the way that i've seen people do it is they sew a button on the top of the hat and then like they loop that elastic around the button so then that way the pom-pom is removable if you have to wash the hat or something i don't like i just sew that sucker on with a darning needle as long as the needle is sharp enough to get through like the bottom of it but really like all you need to do is kind of go through like the fabric of the bottom of it and just try to you know, pin it on there as straight as possible. Okay. I wonder, I mean, the button thing sounds like a good idea, too. Uh, but I'm like you. I just like to sew it on and know that it's attached. I don't know. You know what I would have ultra anxiety about? Like, okay, a baby hat. You can't put a button on a baby hat. That's a joking yeah. hazard. And I would That's have super true. anxiety about it. So... um, I like the sewing it on with the darning needle idea personally or i don't know that's how you know i have extreme anxiety here we are <laughs> I'd, I'd be like please take that head away from your baby i'm so sorry i know it's cute but i can't sleep at night <laughs> right <laughs> yeah well and yeah same with stuffed animals so like when i made the kids their bears yes i yarned on the eyes what what do you call Apparently, yes. I don't know any other crafting term other than crocheting. And <laughs> I enjoy the term yarned. I feel like moving forward, that's what we're going with each time. I yarned it on there. Yarned um, it right on there. Right. Yarn it. Anybody who's listening to this podcast is like, we're no longer listening. These people aren't even legit. Like, they don't even know what they're saying. Using that instead of the word darn, like, instead of saying, like, darn it, I'm going to be like, ah, yarn it. <laughs> Yarn it, I spilled my coffee. Yeah. That's going to be my new thing. I love it. Yeah. And we've just, Webster, please notice in the dictionary <laughs> when you list this word as an up and coming word of 2022. Yeah. Oh. So, but I would put those on there because I just didn't, I just have never felt safe putting actual like buttons on something that would be given to kids. I don't care how old the child is. Like, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, I just, again, just not worth the risk to me. No, thank you. Right. I agree. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, okay, regular fears. Um, okay. You said snakes. I yeah. feel like number one for me is probably death. Uh, I won't even go any further t- into that unless you would like me to hyperventilate here no, as we gotcha. record. <laughs> um, I'll spare everyone the paper yeah. bag, but... Uh- um i don't know otherwise i don't like okay i mean snakes are not cool to me spiders spiders if you're in my house or my bedroom it's a no thank you however if you're outside in my yard i treat you like you're my pet and (laughs) i check on you every day we've got these orb weaver spiders around refer to you as your majesty yes we (laughs) name you i get my kids involved shoot the whole first month we lived here me and remy and pap all checked on the spider out front like multiple times a day and i literally be like sis 
want to go check the spider and she'd be like come in you know we'd go down <laughs> take pictures of this, this i'm sure our neighbors are like what are they always standing out at the corner of the house for but we were always out checking out the spider she was an orb weaver huge spider and they make super cool webs with like a really thick zigzag over their web in the middle yeah um, out back in the backyard we've got a male orb weaver as well they're a little bit smaller same zigzag though so we totally check them out like it we had a hurricane and i'm like man is the spider still there you know but if you're mm -hmm. in my house i'd probably kill you uh yeah I, you know friends or not please don't come in my house spiders uh i can say eh, bugs in general maybe here in the state of virginia it's a warmer climate and there may or may not be uh, what some people like to call palmetto bugs, but actually to me, they're just like giant cockroaches. And mm -hmm. that's an irrational fear I have going to sleep at night is that one is going to sneak in a vent or something crazy. And because they're just like outside, like you could be walking on the sidewalk and just see them outside. It's gives me goosebumps to think about yeah um so i don't know those are my probably most irrational fears you never catch me on a practical jokers getting like put in the tank with all the bugs nope i would literally rather jump off a cliff <laughs> like i need to see my agent right i quit i'm breaking my contract this has been a really fun time uh no i couldn't i couldn't do it so i don't know i'm interested to hear um what anyone else's fears are really I don't think I can say my kids, it's definitely bugs for them. Like, if so much as a moth might fly in the house because the porch light is on, nope. They will move to their bedroom, shut the doors, and not come out literally until I can prove to them that it's dead. I, so definitely snakes for me, absolutely. Worms. I also don't like worms. I've never oh. been fishing before. So, and I'm fine with that. I don't want to be. No. Okay. Worms. If it wasn't worms and you were using something else's bait, would you go fishing or would the fish freak you out? Um, I would go. Someone else would touch the fish for me. Okay. And because there are definitely the... other bait options you can use to fish with. Although I get it with the worms. Uh, similar in slimy weird long fashion like mm -hmm. snakes and just kind of creepy remy loves worms oh i don't know why dude baseball season she's the worst man i'll be like put the worm down and she'll be like but look he's crawling she'll play with the thing the whole time and then be like i no. think he's dead and i'm like yeah that's because you've been handling him for two hours no blah, blah. no oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I don't, she's kind of afraid of other bugs. So it's odd to me that she's just so like ho hum about digging up a worm and toting it yeah. around like a pal. I don't know. Uh, they are, they're kind of weird. Did you have to dissect a worm in school? Uh, yes and no. So yes, we were required to dissect a worm. No, the teacher did not make me dissect a worm. <laughs> Kinds so. of crazy stuff. Gatlin <laughs> uh, is in seventh grade this year, and he said they're going to be dissecting something. And I said, probably a frog. And then I was like, I don't know, maybe a worm. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what they're going to be because we did that. We did the stupid. Did you have to do the owl pellet? No. Okay. Excuse me. I don't know who approved this for like elementary <laughs> school age. <laughs> this can be a dirty look for the week. 
owls regurgitate, which is essentially the same word as puke or vomit, yeah. uh, up some sort of a, I don't know, hairball substance with a bunch of stuff in it. Mm. And they call it an owl pellet. And we had to dissect one of those in like fifth grade. Um, excuse me, children, would you like to tear apart this owl vomit? Like, yeah, let's sign the kids up for that. Sounds like a good time. And I don't know. The point? That, but you can see like what the owl ate and how it worked its body worked to digest whatever or what but it, it didn't digest, digest it it vomited yeah, it, it was, up <laughs> it was stupid man and especially like hindsight now as an adult that has kids like yeah that's disgusting uh i don't know i feel like this day and age though i mean okay i get that for some people maybe the real thing is cool have we not developed enough technology to have like a fake frog to dissect Somebody hasn't yeah. crocheted them one yet. I well, mean... so there's a computer program that some schools use where they dissect the frogs to where you don't have to dissect an actual frog. Like, it's like a... Like a simulation? Like, around for a long time because it's like on CD-ROM. Oh, stop. CD-ROM. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, I don't know why more schools aren't doing that and we're still dissecting real things, I guess. Only because, like, how gross the formaldehyde and blah, like, not in these school ages. If you want to go to medical school and you want to go, sure, go do all the things. But yeah, I don't feel that all kids need that. Like, Gatlin can't even handle, like, if he gets a cut or I get a cut or whatever and he sees the cut, he's literally dry heaving. Like, I don't know. It's just not good. So I'm not sure how it's going to go for him in school. But they, they are doing some dissection this year. We shall find out. That mm. you're going to have to let me know on that. Well, okay. And speaking of irrational fears, mm -hmm. uh, Gatlin has in his room a closet that has like the double like accordion style doors. If you know what I mean. Like you kind of pull them yeah. out and they fold up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Again, there's no one, like, lurking in the house like Bruno here. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably get us for that, won't they? Darn it. <laughs> Darn it, they strike again, that mouse. Um, but... And the feet is messed up. <laughs> oh, dang it. Um, so he has these double accordion doors, and he always thinks he hears stuff in them and is, like, always thinking somebody's looking through the cracks at him, and I feel bad, like... I get it. And tonight he even was like, so I know that there's nobody in my closet. And I was like, yeah, you're definitely right, man. There is no one in your closet, but I'll open up. Let's go look. So I go, I open them both up. We're like looking and all that. And it's not that big of a closet for just like not a walk-in or anything. Um, yeah. So we go through the whole thing and I'm like, there's nothing here, man. And we shut it. And he's like, as soon as it's shut though, you know, so I took one of his regular curtains and hung it across the whole closet. Now there's no cracks. Uh, oh, check and you know that sounds a little bit crazy and a little bit like an irrational fear but um if it helps him sleep at night then so be it he's got a curtain hanging over the closet yeah uh, i don't know but but i totally get it i don't know there's lots of lots of fears out there um how was your festival this past weekend <sighs> good bad and ugly <laughs> okay that great so <laughs> So the good is, um, is the most money that I've ever made at a festival. 
Oh. Um, and honestly, the most money that I've ever made in two days. So that's the good. The bad. Um, very cumbersome. And my anxiety just has a really hard time with not knowing what's what's going on, what's expected of me. Oh, um, yeah. That's so, a very busy, that's a very busy festival. So, yeah. uh, I totally would feel the same way. Yeah. And trying to figure out like the setting up and then taking down situation. Cause there's like a whole like marshalling yard type thing happening where they got to call your number. And then once you get down to your space, you've got 30 minutes to get your stuff set up before you got to go so the next person can come like 30 minutes yeah yeah so working under pressure is uh also (laughs) like it makes the anxiety worse and then I feel like I'm messing up more and so and then this the same thing when you're taking down also so the same scenario taking down um so that was not what I enjoyed uh that was probably what i what i did not enjoy the most um mm. and then that i mean what did you did you have any good like fair food no because i didn't want to spend my money um because i've got some really important goals that i'm working towards um so i i had there's a vendor um it was the school band i think it was a band um selling macaroni and cheese so i got macaroni and cheese there um what else did i eat i think that might have been it i think i might have just gone to the macaroni and cheese tent and that's it um didn't even hardly see the festival at all i didn't even leave my little section of the street because i didn't want to spend one money on stuff that I didn't need but two there's a lot of people and I don't feel comfortable walking around by myself where there's like 60,000 people that I don't know so I didn't want to do that either so I would go as far as a stoplight and then turn around and come back oh Um, and same with going to the bathroom (laughs) I only went to the bathroom once a day and then went right back to my tent and uh so I don't I don't know I feel like so I won't be doing it again next year and not because there's anything wrong with the festival itself. There's not at all. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm still a little undecided, but I think for what it was, I felt like I was maybe in a little over my head. And oh. even though like I sold pretty well, I feel like there were other people there who also sold crochet items who had their booth set up like a store, like a legit store with racks and Mm. cash registers and stuff. And I'm just not at that level yet with my stuff because because it's not my full time job. And clearly it is probably their full time job. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's totally fine. They probably go around the country and do this like every weekend (laughs) right what i mean uh but i'm not there yet and the booth fee was really expensive and i feel like for the money that i got out of it i made my money back but maybe not to give up my whole weekend and the stress and anxiety that came with it i agree i feel Uh, like that was a a lot of information (laughs) 
I felt like that. And maybe you didn't ask for it, but I've been trying to get it off my chest. No, no. And I felt like that the first year we went to Lucasville when I was doing making hair bows. Like, I went down there super pumped up about the hair bows that I had and thought that they would definitely sell. And there was a ladies booth not far from us who had hair bows. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, I had, like, thousands of them. And, I mean, I probably had, like, 30. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. mine were all handmade and hers were not. You know, a lot of them were, like, like you said, this was her store. This is what she did for a living. And I felt the same way, like, oh, shoot, what did we do? At least I'll get some good fair food out of it. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. okay then. And we had a super fun time. But I was not even close to, like the arena that she was in with hers and i don't know i feel like your work no matter how your booth is set up though at least you do just such great work so you know whether or not i don't know i get it because that's just it is just a big festival um did you see sauerkraut or german sundays oh my gosh sauerkraut for days (laughs) there uh there was a line that, like, if we were talking, like, in terms of, like, our neighborhoods, would have been a block long of people in line for donuts oh. um, at this one place. And then there was another line that was also just insanely long of people buying sauerkraut pizza. That was all that this booth had with sauerkraut pizza and people were buying just boxes of it like four and five boxes at a time and i'm sure they probably go home and freeze it i would imagine Mm. um but it was just crazy which is (laughs) crazy because uh the pizza place that eric likes to go to very often Mm -hmm. has a sauerkraut pizza there oh wow yeah i didn't know that that's yes. cool. Random. I don't know. Just a random happening, especially because our town's not like anything in in relation to uh, the festival there. But yeah, they do. Right. Maybe yeah. they saw like how much was being bought at the sauerkraut festival. Of the sauerkraut fan. pizza. I'm and just, they're like, let's do it. I'm just not a fan. I. Every new year, Jeff makes it because it's supposed to be good luck. First of all, no, it's not clearly. Um, but second of all, it's it's just not a taste that's for me. Um, he does a good job of like trying to tone it down a bit, but uh, Eric said his mom makes it every year, also. Um, for um New Year's Eve, or he said at least she used to still does or not like to my knowledge she hasn't but it's always for us like a pork roast and sauerkraut and potatoes and some dumplings usually um but jeff does like uh, a little bit of applesauce and um some brown sugar to kind of like it kind of counteracts the sproutiness if if that's a word also while we're just adding words in the dictionary tonight i love it (laughs) um it tones down the crowdiness and so then it's just but it's just not even just the texture it's just not something i enjoy and not something i could eat willingly a lot of people eat it on hot dogs or sausages oh it's a no yeah no i don't i agree i don't want um 
I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I just don't want it. Like there's, there's really no nice way for me to put it. No, uh, just don't want it. A, there's not many foods I fear. Right. I was going to say, is it a sour cream? Right. Sour cream. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, the kids are always on this kick of asking things like that. Like, what's your favorite food and what's your most hated food? And I'm like, like to pick one favorite food? I don't know. That's, <laughs> I don't know. That's a stretch. Um, but I don't think least, I could pick a favorite food. I don't know. My least favorite, I said olives. Uh, oh, not that too makes big me of an sad. olive. <laughs> I don't like green olives. I should specify. Yeah, and I'll say black olives are not bad for me if, say, they're in taco dip, they're on a pizza, they're, I can deal with them like that, but I would not willingly be putting olives on my plate from the salad bar. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, same with mushrooms. I can eat them on pizza, but ah, they're just not, uh, not my thing. Um, and I love almost every other vegetable. One of my favorite foods would probably be broccoli. I love broccoli. Uh, I don't know why that's a weird one to really love, but I freaking broccoli and cheese is one of my favorites. I like broccoli and cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be a high contender as a favorite food for me. Uh, I laughed at Remy the other day. She's, you know, Gatlin hardly likes to eat meat. Remy is my meat eater. It's it's just they're very opposite. Her favorite top three uh, food items, if she could choose, were steak and meatloaf. And man, what was her third one? Something silly like salad, maybe. I don't know. But I was like, steak and meatloaf? Like, yeah, if she could choose three items for a meal, steak and meatloaf would be in the same meal. And I was like, yes, yeah, I don't know that your tummy would like all that. Mm, yeah, ones, that's uh, a lot of meat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a super red meat meal. Mm. Um, <laughs> she's crazy. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be no. hard to pick a favorite. I, you know, I don't know that I, because I love steak. I love pasta. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think I could do it. Uh, I love pasta. I'll eat pasta on anything. Or with mm -hmm. anything, I mean. Me too. And I don't feel like you can go wrong in doing so. Even if, like, you don't have a sauce, just a little bit of oil and a little bit of whatever you've got, you can throw it around with some pasta. Ta-da! You've got a sauce. Right. Uh, it's always very filling. Or, you, you know, you can have it warm or cold. I feel like it's very versatile. I'm a big pasta fan myself. And I know a lot of people are keto and no carb. And I'm not one of those people. No, um, no, I, I really just love carbs. <laughs> we used to say that all the time at work too. Like it gets to be like two thirty. I'm like, I need to go get some carbs because I am cranky. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's ah, they do just make me happy. I don't know. It's it's a thing. I think it's a good comforting. I don't know. Pasta probably would be pasta and broccoli and cheese. Like how lame is that? Like I'm a five year old here. Um, although, so we've got this giant Kroger here that's like one of those special Kroger marketplace Krogers. Mm -hmm. They have a special sushi place in it where like you can watch the sushi chefs 
It's really hard to say all those words. <laughs> uh, I'm really struggling here. But you can watch them, like, making it real time. And then they've got some set out as, like, little sets that you can get. And I think Remy and I are going to, maybe next weekend, get a couple of different kinds to try. Oh, okay. I That'd be fun. Yeah, she she of course is like, well, we can record a video of us trying. I'm like, I don't know. Um, but they've got a wide variety. I was looking at them the other day. They got a pretty wide variety of different things that, and some that don't necessarily involve like having fish. You don't have to go that route. Um, so I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna dip our toe in the water. I feel like. Because it's a good mix. It's not awkwardly going to a sushi restaurant and, like, spending a bunch of money on stuff that we don't even know if we're going to like. Right. But it's also not, like, gas station sushi because you're watching them make it their fresh right inside of the marketplace. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Follow follow us and listen in next week or the week after-ish to find out how this adventure turns out. Yeah, I think that... I think that'll be that'll be fun for you guys. It could be like a new tradition. You could maybe try one and then go back later and get another one. Yeah, and like every week or something. And they've even got like um like the big giant spring roll wrappers. They've made like little almost like burritos with like a sushi burrito. Um they've got a bunch of different stuff. I don't know. I'll have to take a picture and send it to you, but it's it's pretty neat. So, I don't know. I'm going to look up some of the different kinds. Like I don't know I couldn't tell you by the name of it what's in a lot of them. Like, clearly the, there's one that has sushi on t- or, or um, salmon on top. And you know what that is just by looking at it. But some of the mm-hmm. other ones that don't have anything on top are not indicative. And I don't know what's in them. So I don't yeah. want to accidentally get, like, wasabi and Remy and Ivy over yeah. here dying or something. So um, That's a good call. And that would be my luck. Like, something stupid. Like... Tonight we got Taco Bell. It was something stupid. We haven't been eating out a lot. We have been cooking a lot more tonight. I was lazy. We got Taco Bell. They put some kind of crazy spicy sauce in my burrito that I was not expecting. So, like, I take my big first bite, like, just relishing in the Taco Bell. And I swear to God, I almost was, like, not being able to breathe. My nose was running. I was like, there's something spicy in here. It was crazy. Uh... So I don't have you seen the one ship challenge? Yes. It's supposed to be like the spiciest chip or something, isn't it? Yes, we got a message from our school about it because they're saying oh. kids are going to the hospital and Oh my gosh. Like all this crazy stuff. And I I just don't enjoy spicy food anyway, so there's no way you would catch me trying that. But I don't know how mm-hmm. a company is allowed to make it. Right. And, like, it just be okay with everybody, like, yes, eat this death chip that you just paid $6 for one chip. Well, Uh, it's because they know that people will buy it because everybody thinks that they are Billy Badass and that they can eat this chip and whatever. Oh, yes. And the social media hype behind it to, uh like, record yourself doing it or go live and... Right. uh, no, thank you. Your intestines will thank you later if you skip this one, everyone. Uh, right. I mean, oh, I just, I I couldn't imagine because some of the stuff that I eat, 
is pretty low on the Scoville scale, which is the scale they use for peppers. <laughs> like, I'm glad you know that. <laughs> uh, know yes, that they rate them like your average, say, you know, basic chili or jalapeno might be low on the Scoville scale, but then the, like the number goes up uh, to where like your you know ghost death monster pepper where they just keep making up new names uh and those ones are like off the chart i couldn't fathom i mean i watch clearly i watch too much food network and cooking channel but um i watch the man versus food sometimes and he does all these crazy challenges all over at these different restaurants and things but sometimes it's hot 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 stuff where they're like you know, we're taking these six peppers that all are ranked in the top 10% of the show. And I'm like, all six of them? Yes. And, you know, this guy's like, I just, why would you, why do that to yourself? I could not, I don't know. I just couldn't ever imagine choosing to even try to eat some of that stuff. But it's crazy. I, that's why I was watching, though. I mean, they've sucked me right in. Just because some of those adventures are crazy with the peppers and all the sauces and all the things and I feel bad he's like sweating by the end of it <laughs> not good not good no but, well no. and but again that's the thing it's everybody everyone's trying to prove something it's just wild yeah it, I don't know times are I feel again though that's you know this weird social media era that we are amidst where everybody's gotta have like a a gimmick maybe mm-hmm. is the right word and i don't know that's something i can say of here on our podcast is that it gets legitly just us and we don't edit anything we don't try to be weird we don't throw in sounds and odd things i mean i don't know we we just don't like you just get it raw and real and that's that's how we are so you want to yeah. catch us having some Fun little gimmick. I mean, shoot, I try to make TikTok videos, and as you all see, it's not it's not the best because I'm not good at trying to have any kind of a thing on social media. But uh, either way, if you want to follow our semi-lame-ish uh, TikTok, please do. Please oh, my gosh. Do. <laughs> um, all of our social medias are the same. Our Instagram, our Facebook, our Messenger, our TikTok – all uh, at needleshooksdl or you can always email us at spot all the way out needleshooks and dirty looks at gmail.com um or you can always just continue every tuesday we're here doing this and it's usually a fun time uh tell us your fears we want to know so let us know what you're afraid of or maybe what is your fear that you've you've faced today's national face your fear day so um shout us out and let us know what you've got going on and we'll cover it again next week yep bye bye